Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Easy Achievers Gaming Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Elijah. Sitting across from me is my co-host, Alex. What is up? How are you doing, Alex? So far, so good. So far, so good? I don't know. Uh, the audience, of course, doesn't know this, but you have peanuts with you. Yes, I do. Do you like peanuts? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I like peanuts fine. Peanut butter, yeah, far superior make sure, to a make peanut. Make sure you emphasize on peanuts, because for a second there, it sounded like it said another word. I don't want to say it. Mm. Yeah, but peanuts, yes, they're very good. We might be eating something else. To... Just in case you guys forgot, this is the podcast where we discuss the previous week in gaming. We spread it on a little on a little piece of peanut bread, <laughs> like peanut butter, <laughs> and talk it out. Uh, check us out on all of our podcast services, of course, uh, on YouTube every Friday. If you enjoy content, please support us over on patreon.com slash easyachievers. If you're a freeloader, don't worry. We are, too. Please five-star us everywhere. Five-star us on the I, uh, iTunes. Everything. Yes. iTunes is a, is a popular five-star review. Uh, if you don't want to five-star us, f- don't do it. Then just don't review it. Okay? Just don't. Uh, check out our socials, Twitter, at EVM9000, at CrazyPhilipSkater. Uh, let's just get a little preview of the week. We got it. We got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot. This is, it's a hefty <clears throat> week. We got a lot of producers leaving. Yeah, man, why? A lot of why producers leaving. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're leaving. We're, We're going to get into better. that. They're just tired. Uh, maybe. Mean? Maybe. Uh, we got Sony buying Insomniac. Mm. Whoa. All right. But before we get into that, before we get Alex, what you been playing? Hmm. A little bit Apex. A bit Apex? Uh, yeah. A little bit Apex? Yeah. Um, this is from Forbes.com by a Paul Tassie. Apex Legends Iron Crown Microtransactions, quote, fix is extremely bad. If you guys haven't heard, there has been hashtag drama. <laughs> I mean, the, the amount of drama that we get with these loot boxes is just like, ugh. All right, we're going to go... We're going to go deep into this because me and Alex are very big Apex Legends, so you can find us streaming nowhere because we don't stream. Uh, but who knows? We might. Maybe we yeah, will. Listen, if you subscribe, get a little, couple more people in there, we'll, may, we'll do it. I'll buy one of those Elgados, which means cat in Spanish. Don't El know gato. why. Don't know why. I'm going to buy the cat. A popular stream. To- <laughs> 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 it's been a long time since a major game had microtransactions that were so bad it created a global gaming incident where everyone from friends from youtubers to the gaming press lambasted a company for going too far that but that's precisely what happened with apex legends recent limited time iron crown event and it's not terribly shocking this is a game in the ea staple alex the problem you may be asking yourself alex the Iron Crown event has 24 items, 12 epics, and 12 legendaries. Every item is placed in a randomized loot box. Uh, I don't know if you've heard Forbes. It's not loot boxes. It's surprise mechanics. Anyways, where you only get one per box. Unlike, say, Overwatch, where you can earn an unlimited number of loot boxes from grinding during the event, Apex caps the amount where you can earn at two. After that, you have to buy 22 more loot boxes at $7 each. I don't know if you guys can do math out there. 7 times 22, that's about $780,000. <laughs> Just kidding. It's about 170 bucks. Now, that's not all, Alex. 170 bucks plus you get access to buy what's called a heirloom item. Mm-hmm. And that is 3500 of the Apex bucks or whatever. Yeah. That should be 
thirty. So about two hundred bucks to get everything. If you wanted everything, it'd be two hundred dollars. Mm. A very weird action was taken. And what Respawn is doing, they will reach, uh, uh, rotate all 12 legendary skins into the store priced as normal legendaries at $18. So if you remember correctly, at the statement I just said, yeah. the loot boxes are $7. Yep. They will now be putting the skins in the store for... $18. $18. Now... That is, of course, a guarantee of the eighteen dollars. You are, but it's over double the price. So that is how much legendary skins cost in Apex, regardless of it's a gun or uh, what, eighteen dollars. Because it's eighteen hundred Apex bucks or whatever. Uh, this technically solves the problem of having to gamble in loot boxes to find the exact skin you want if you pay more than double the price of a loot box. But it does nothing to change the system of having to buy twenty-two loot boxes to complete the quote-unquote set. Or the final ludicrous cost of the heirloom axe. This is where uh, that gets in. That part is exactly the same because the fix isn't offering any alternatives to grind for items or boxes. The respawn says that will be considered for future events. Yay. So I, I'm glad I wasted my money <laughs> and I didn't get anything. How many, how many did you buy? Uh, the thing gave me three packs. Okay. Out of those three packs, mm-hmm. I got nothing. Mm. So you did get something. I got you just didn't want what was got, inside, right? Well, I got three gun skins. Three of those guns I don't even use. So it's nothing, at least for me. Cause I got a skin for the Mozambique. A skin for uh I think it was the If you don't know what the Mozambique, it is literally the worst gun in the game. <laughs> if you don't play Apex. Yeah. So you don't really want that skin. Don't know why it's in this. Yeah. Because like, they know it's not good. Yeah. Whatever. That's beside the point. I got a skin for one of the pistols. I think it's the RE45. And then I think maybe the other one was for the longbow. But I the feel one, bad because the I, almost, I, had was better. I almost want to buy you a loot box to try to get you something good. Like there's some trash. Uh, dude, it was just. You got a lot of trash, Alex. <sighs> I mean, even the, even the one that I have for the longbow. I use the longbow. But the one that I have, I think it's Jester. It looks so much better. Right. Now, um, this also gets into another problem. I want to deep dive into everything because we have a huge conversation we can have about this Apex problem. All right. So, let's get into this right here. Okay. Now, all the legendary skins are going to be in the store. If you just spend $80 chasing that Wraith skin, oh you would now realize that you could have just waited and spent $18 instead. The respawn never gave any indication that they were uh, changing the system to this until now. In theory... Players who shelled out for the loot boxes before the change could be issued refunds, and yet there's no word of that happening in Respawn's update. This update has generally not gone over well with the Apex Legends. That's putting it very lightly. And here's a Respawn dev, DK05, responding to someone on Reddit saying they feel like Respawn is trying to squeeze money out of them. Quote, we'll, live to the, uh, we'll leave that to other games that do things like... Provide methods to pay for power. It's a little messed up. He, yeah, he probably didn't proofread. Yep. We are not a hugely monetizing game. We just need to make enough money to keep the game going and make more stuff for everyone. When we decided to make Apex Legends a free-to-play game, it was imperative that free-only players still can get access to all gameplay while also having the chance at earning the coolest-looking cosmetics. I'm going to stop and put my own op-head on that right there. I'm going to read that statement again. Where is it? Okay. 
We are not a hugely monetizing game. We just need to make enough money to keep the game going and make more stuff for everyone. When we decided to make Apex Legends a free-to-play game, it was imperative that free-only players still can get access to all gameplay while also having the chance at earning the coolest-looking cosmetics. That's not true, though, because you only gave you two chances of getting out out of a loop pool of 24 items. And I'm going to say... Alex, what did you say? About half of those things were actually cool. Maybe that's subjective, of course. Maybe. But like, but about half I, of them I, were I, actually like guaranteed that's a, cool item. a quarter, <laughs> yeah. a third, and not just because it's legendary. There are better looking epic things. No, in yeah, there too. yeah, yeah. Um, no, they, yeah. So I don't agree with that statement. I, no. Also, we are not a hugely monetizing game. I guess, wh- I'm curious on, on what he means by that. He's saying he needs to make enough money to keep the game going. That I don't believe that for a second. You think EA says, you just make enough money to pay everyone and we're good. No. EA wants to make profits yeah, off they, the games, yeah. of course. So I don't believe that at all. And I th- I don't want to say this gentleman is lying, but I, I don't think he's being 100% truthful with that statement. That's just weird. I wouldn't go up to you, Alex, and be, you know, for instance, Patreon, right? Right now, currently, we're not making anyone on Patreon. But in theory, let's say we we're making $1,000. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, well, uh, Alex, I, wanna, I only need to make enough money to like just live, and that's good enough for me, right? Well, you're like, well, no, because I have to like take care of you know, my girlfriend in certain situations. So like, that's not 100% true either. Yeah. So like, this is kind of a lie. Uh, let's just go back to the hardcore game. This is a strange statement, as I cannot name almost any other AAA multiplayer game in the industry where microtransactions let you pay for power outside of perhaps some recent COD shenanigans. So he's comparing to Apex to what? Mobile games? That's another good point. What else? What is he comparing this to? What game do you actually pay to get stronger? NBA. Touche. That is 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the, any of we you were play literally NBA. talking about this the we other were, night. That's we why were. I remember. So... I don't know if anyone here plays the NBA that's listening. You literally pay, pay to NBA level to level your character up. Yeah. You can grind him out, of course, yep. but that takes, I'm sure, weeks. I don't know the specifics. I've talked to a lot it's of a lot. people. You got to put this. some work into it. You got to put a lot of work into it to get to 99, which is the highest character overall. You can, of course, expedite that process by paying money. And yep. many, 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 many people do. Uh, many people do and i never hear anyone complain about it which is the weirdest thing to me yep. weird no one talks about this in the game industry i feel literally no one i've never seen a, t- a tweet about this straight up nba has pay to win mechanics and no one cares now i could be wrong pay to win alex off the top of your head do you know if you get that character do you play you don't play with that character online right yeah you do you do i believe I, yeah i believe you do because uh so if i make I, my character 99 uh-huh. i can take my character to go play against miami heat online against some guy i, th- I think so because i remember um oh, what's it called i was talking to someone and they were saying they were like yeah i want to level my like uh, level up my character so i can play online or like, so i don't get uh, trashed on as much plenty of times i've heard that it was like yeah. i'm tired of getting whooped so yep. they pay 20 40 bucks yep. for some vc now Alex, what do you think of this whole... What do you think of that? They don't seem to care, so I guess we shouldn't care. But I don't want that practice to exist in our No, medium. because it just... Uh, it just doesn't seem right. 
it's it's icky, right? Yeah, because I, like I feel like I feel like if they continue with this action, I feel like it's gonna go down really bad. And it's and it's, it's it, if they continue, then it's uh, they're gonna get axed by from some something's gonna happen. And I don't want that to happen. Let's go back to the article. Also, the quote, we are not a hugely monetizing game statement is weird, as I'm not sure if he means, quote, profitable, but if he really does mean monetizing, this is a game with a paid item shop that sells characters, that sells loot boxes, that sells a battle pass with loot boxes in it, and is selling a $170 axe. Now, that is a little flip it, but technically they are spending a hundred. Technically they are doing that because you have to buy all of the apex packs in this event to then buy the the axe i know that sounds super weird to people that's because it is <laughs> i don't know why you can't just buy the axe like why is yeah, it like why it, you maybe, gotta make it complicated like instead of the skin being 18 dollars, make the skin like 10 dollars. i don't the think it's like 20 if, i if think it's really that bad no one would have complained if the if the packs were five bucks Oh God! I no. think if they literally went down by two dollars, yeah. because that makes it what five times twenty-four is one hundred and twenty. Mm. Still a lot of money, but you're still saving. But I feel 50 like bucks. five bucks is easier for people to think of than seven. Yeah. I don't know. That's and seven's such a maybe odd that's number yeah, yeah, two. Yeah, maybe like, that's wow. maybe that's just me being weird, but I I think it's I, I think it's it. This entire thing has been very frustrating because I wanted, of course, when I first started this, I'm like, this is awesome. I definitely don't mind giving developers money, of course, right? I've always preach support mm-hmm. uh, what you like. If you like it, give it money. Don't mooch off it, I guess, yeah. is, a, is a good way of putting it. And I was like, if I, I, I was excited to be like, if this costs 60 bucks, I'm down. So after looking into it, I noticed I'm only getting two guaranteed packs from challenges. Mm-hmm. So two minus 24 is 22. I now have to spend seven times 22. So I have to spend uh, 160 bucks to have everything. You are insane. <laughs> nope. I'm not doing that. Now, of course, we can go into the aspects of, well, it's cosmetics. You don't have to buy it. No one's forcing you to. But then why have it in the game then? If it, it, like, I, get what, I get the statement of you don't complain about it because you don't have to buy it. No one's forcing you to buy this thing. So why, so why are you complaining that it's in the game? Yeah. But then why is it in the game if I'm not incentivized to buy it? If I'm not incentivized to do it, then the then it's just yeah. fluff in the game that Put no something one wants. else that we are incentivized to buy. Aren't you trying to make money? And then another thing that could have fixed is, you know this little pack thing? Mm-hmm. Just make it to have two items. You cut the cost. I would have 100% spent 60 bucks on this to get everything. Uh, yeah. Guaranteed. Now they get none of my money. Yeah. Weird. Yep. Weird. We're moving on. And you got any lasting lasting thoughts, Alex? I just I want them to change this. Yeah, me too. They're not going to, obviously. Uh, they're not going to change anything from this current thing. They're going to probably try and change stuff later on. Um, it's funny because one of the producers straight up called someone a freeloader, and everyone's been kind of <laughs> upset about that. He didn't really call someone a freeloader, but he did at the same time. He get basically got in an argument with with someone. Mm-hmm. The uh, head uh, producer, I think it was the I think the head producer, like reached out and apologized and said we all have to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, the everyone in the community plus the developers have to do better with communication and stuff because yeah. it's just like it's basically been a a, a basket fire on the Reddit. Because that's where everyone talks about in the community and the devs talk uh, to the player base. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a fire. Hmm. Just been a fire. Moving on. Sony acquires Insomniac. Insane. But could, I, I see, I saw this coming. But 
It's still insane, I think. Uh, this is over on Kotaku. Sony's acquisition of Insomnia came into effect, I think it was three days ago. Um, oop. Having some technical issues here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Give me one second. One second. Alex, my computer is freaking out. Can you read the story, please? Uh, is it the Sean Lady one or the... Either one. Just do the, the other one, not Sean Lady. Okay. The, the Spider-Man one? Please. Okay. Just making sure, because there's two of them there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want similar. that one, and yeah. then Sean Lane will be okay. next. Sean so this can one, wake. Yeah, so this one's by Jason Schreier uh, over at... Uh, Shout out to Jason Schreier. At Kotaku. It uh, thought it was Sony by Spider-Man developer Insomniac Games. Uh, Sony has purchased a California-based game studio, Insomniac Games, best known for the last year's Spider-Man on PS4. Insomniac will become an exclusive PlayStation developer, Sony says. Founded in 1994, Insomniac remained independent for 25 years, working largely with Sony on series like Ratchet & Clank, Resistance, but also with other big game, big game companies like Microsoft, which published a colorful open-world uh, open world game, Sunset Overdrive, unlikely to get a sequel anytime soon. Oh, Insom- I'm sure that ain't gonna... Ain't I gonna wish, man. That was, I, was, that I, was loved, a I liked game, it, yeah. dude. I loved that game. And that ain't seen nothing. Ratchet & Clank and Spider-Man seen the light of day before yeah. any of that sees it's, anything. It's crazy. Uh, Insomniac, Insomniac also has worked on several VR games with Oculus, including the upcoming Stormland, currently announced on Oculus Rift exclusive. Notably, Insomniac's previous VR games have not been released on PSVR. Spider-Man, a PS4 exclusive, which is the studio's most successful game, selling at 13.2 million copies according to a Sony press release today. Given that fact, this news, and at the end of the, of the first game, it's safe to say that the sequel is in works for PS5. I'm, yeah, I'm sure it oh, is. Oh god, yeah. I mean, yeah. What uh, what makes you think they sell now? They, I've heard scuttlebutt that uh, Sony has tried many times to actually buy Insomniac, mm-hmm. and they've always said no. Do you think it's just right time? I assume, yeah. and good I, for them. They waited. They waited the yeah, correct amount the, of time because well, yeah. I'm sure they well, because, gave them a barrel of money. Oh well, yeah, because it's it's right after Spider Man. Spider Man made so much money, like they said. I think it was. What, it's right. It's a year. Right? Yeah, it's a year before PS Five coming out, so they can literally get. Um, a day one uh, exclusive. If they, if they, let's say, if they do come out with one, let's say a, a day a PS Five exclusive game on launch. Mm-hmm. You know how much money that would sell. God, yes. And I'm curious if um if they. So I think this is a good segue to Mr. Sean Layden over here. This is by the Hollywood Reporter. Um, oh, 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 pa- Patrick Sh- Shanlin. Th- thank you, and pa- Patrick Shanlin. Um, uh, uh, Sony Interactive Chairman Sean Layden discusses the new deal, what it means for Insomniac's development, and the company's approach to acquiring studios and talent. On Monday, uh, yep, this is the acquisition, blah, blah, blah. Uh, while Insomniac has a long-standing relationship with Sony, dating back to the 1990s and the Spyro the Dragon series, the developer has remained independent, albeit as one of the most profitable and widely known video game developers in the world. With the success of last year's Spider-Man, the game sold over 3 million copies. It sold way more by that. Oh, oh, in the first three days. And sold over 9 million worldwide since it's launched last September. Sony has officially acquired the studio in its entirety. Sean Lane, chairman of Sony Interactive Worldwide Studios, caught up with the Hollywood producer, discussed the deal, what it means for the demo in Sony titles and companies' approach to acquiring studios and talent. Um, how long was this deal in the works? Six I mean, has been a partner. Blah, 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 blah. It's a really good article. Um, it, they go really deep, deep into this. Yeah, um, yeah there's a lot of information. There is it. a lot of information. Essentially, they just round about to, uh, what does this mean? So let's let's get to a, a big part of Sunset Overdrive. So, 
Question, uh, what does this acquisition mean for a series like Sunset Overdrive, which was a Microsoft exclusive? Uh, this is Sean Layden. Uh, that wasn't a great experience for Insomniac, and they learned a lot through that as well. As far as the IP itself, we really haven't turned over the files on that one to see what that actually means, to be honest. We like what they've been doing in the Spider-Man franchise and things like Ratchet and Clank and certainly Vital Series in the present and future. That's what we're concentrating on. Good way of saying, I don't care about anything else other than Ratchet and Clank yeah. Spider-Man. I don't know why yeah. you guys keep asking me about this weird Sunset Overdrive game. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't see them coming out with another one. I don't think it will, it will ever happen unless no. unless Insomniac's like, let's make Sunset Overdrive two, and everyone's like, all right, we've made some, uh, Spider-Man five. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> now, you say since they're gonna become exclusive, do you think Sunset Overdrive? Let's say if it does happen, two would be exclusive to PS five or whatever PlayStation yes. that comes up. God, yes. Yeah. The only thing I could see it coming out for is PC. Yeah, because they're dabbling in the PC market. Yeah, uh, I've seen see that because there's certain games that Quantic are supposed Dream. to be on PS4. Quantic Dreams games are technically not. Or oh. excuse me, not PlayStation, but it's on PC. Yeah, like all the Quantic Dream games are yeah. live on there too. Which, which, uh, not owned, of course, but they were published through Sony. So that's yeah. interesting to take note of. So yeah, I, I think they're dabbling, yeah. and I, I'm be honest, I think they're gonna start publishing on PC. Yeah. I don't see why not. I mean, I don't think. I don't know. I don't think anyone buying a PC, scratch that, sorry. Anyone interested in buying a PS4 would be like, oh, no, I'm just going to buy a PC. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I think that's the same thing I say about Xbox. I, mean, I could be wrong. But, yeah. I guess it all depends on taste or what you feel. Right, right. I get plenty of people that say, hey, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm selling all my stuff. I, I want to buy a PC. And I'm like, yikes. Yeah. PCs are so expensive. Yeah. I want one. I want a good one one yeah. day. You know, I mean, it's not that, and it's it, it's not that the PC itself uh, stays because eventually, you, you know, you just that you have, you have to keep upgrading it. So that's the th- that's the issue. I mean, the same thing with the systems. I mean, we always we keep upgrading every couple. I of mean, years. I got an X, right? Yeah, but that's like what five hundred bucks versus a, a two thousand dollar graphics card. That's yeah, just one part of it. That's right? just one part. And, and so, to be fair, I guess you don't need that technically, but like, yes, I, you do. don't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes you do that's yes, a lie you <laughs> yes you do no graphics card no graphics <laughs> uh, let's move on to some creative directors leaving guys Halo Infinite creative director leaves company uh, saw a funny tweet that said this wouldn't be a Halo game without a director leaving just before a game launches damn <laughs> Tim Longo creative director for the upcoming Halo Infinite left a developer 343 Industries this week Kotaku has learned. It's part of a leadership shakeup that arrives late in the development of the next Halo game, which is scheduled for release in fall 2020. Longo, an industry veteran who also served as creative director for Halo 5, had moved to a different role a few weeks ago, according to two people familiar with the going-on at 343. This week, he left the company entirely. When reached by Kotaku, Microsoft confirmed Longo's departure and sent over the following statement. Quote, roles and responsibility of various team members uh, regularly evolve to meet the needs of a game throughout development. We have recently had two changes to the Halo Infinite development team. Our executive producer, Mary Olsen, will now take charge of the campaign team on Halo Infinite as the lead producer, utilizing her many years of experience at 343 to help craft a great campaign for fans. Additionally, Tim Longo had recently (laughs) departed our team. 
sorry, departed our team. And we are th- truly thankful for his many contributions to our games, our studio, and the Halo universe. We wished him nothing but the best in his future endeavors. Your overall creative vision and production of the game remains led by Chris Lee, studio head of Halo Infinite. We have the world-class team building Halo <coughs> Infinite, and the overwhelming positive response by fans has us energized more than ever. To create the best Halo game to date, alongside Project Scarlet and Holiday 2020, these changes have no impact to the release date of Halo Infinite. Alex, is Halo Infinite on fire? Um, is it going to burn down? Are we uh, ever going to th- see this game? Yes. Um, my thing is, uh, they said that... Um, uh, where was it? Uh, they said that um, the lead producer for uh, Mary Olsen, she says that she wants to utilize her many years of experience to help create a great campaign for fans. Shouldn't be the shouldn't the campaign be done already if it's a year out? So that can mean a lot of things, or just mean like tweak wise. So yeah, it could mean a lot okay. of things, right? It could be mean, my thing. It could mean I'm the so the story itself. is done. Okay, that's the, what I the, figured. The story is written out. Okay, I'm assuming maybe she's on there for like uh, we can't do the scene because of X, Y, and Z. Okay, can you kind of figure something out? We can't put this character here because the, we figured out that. This messes with the continuity of this. Yeah. You know, I'm sure she's on for things like that. And it still needs structure, I'm sure, throughout development. You can't just write mm-hmm. the story and be like, all right, make the game. I'm sure she's on for yeah. creative leads and, and asking a bunch of questions about the series, I'm sure. I think it's, I'm going to say, it, I'm, I'm going to bet it now. It's going to be, or it's going to get the same reaction as God awarded. That's a that's because bold. Alex. They were both. I don't know if I can. Get or with the, that at least, one. or at least this one is being called. But I think I believe God of War was also called a spiritual reboot. Right. So you just think it's got that energy. It has that energy. You feel like feel, that I'm, energy. I'm feeling that, it. That everyone on the game is like I mean, excited. I mean, with God of War, there were great games. Uh, God of War one, two. You know, keep going. But right. after a while, it got became stale. it got stale and became what. Just, I mean, it's just done, just Kratos and killing and boy. Whatever. No, he didn't even say boy yet. He no, just, he, he just went, no, Calliope. yeah, that. And then now with Halo one, two, and three, even reach, we're good. ODST and four, five, yeah. And it's just Master Chief doing something with Cortana. So I think that's a good way to sum it up. <laughs> Master Chief doing stuff with Cortana. <laughs> yeah, like I think this is probably going to be really good for it. I don't think there's been a good campaign since three and reach. Yeah, like a straight up campaign where I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, like uh, there's been cool moments, of course, but not like a sit down like God, someone to where like you have to play it a lot. You're telling people about it. Like with three, God, we played it on normal, and then went went ahead and did a lot of legendary, straight to legendary. Got all the skulls, of course. Yeah, but I think I think this is going to be good for them. I I can't wait. Uh, I think so too. I don't think it's as big a deal as the writer leaving, honestly. Because yeah. if you remember mm-hmm. Halo Five, the writer straight up left. They had to rewrite a bunch well, yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So I think that was a yeah, way bigger deal than it. this. Yeah. Um, moving on, Xbox Scarlet playability, a frame rate major focus for a next gen Xbox. This is by Jesse Wade over on IGN. Head of Xbox Phil Spencer shared details of that next gen console, Xbox Scarlet, with GameSpot in an exclusive interview. Spencer talked about the importance of playability and high frame rates with Xbox Scarlet, saying, ensuring that the games load incredibly fast, ensuring that the game is running at the highest frame rate possible. We're also the Windows company, so we see the work that goes on. Uh, goes on for PC and the work that developers are doing. People love 60 frames per second games, so getting games to run at 4K 60 frames per yeah, second I think will be a real design goal for us. Whoa, that's insane, dude. I, I was not... Th- I don't... 
I don't think we were going to get 4K 60 frames. You think that's possible with these games? Yes. I think so too. I think uh I think especially You can if they... tell honestly when they showed Infinite, when they showed the cutscenes, I mean those were just cutscenes and you can tell the frames were like I think those were 60 because mm-hmm. you can tell how smooth it was. Mm-hmm. So I think they're I think they're I think they're hitting You think it. they're setting some sort of standard Bar? with that? Yeah. With the you like you think this looks good, wait till the game comes yeah. out. I think God the the, at least, the at screenshots least, are in this article and they look so Like good. I think what they're going to try or like I feel like they will, but like if they if they can't, at least they're gonna try to. So every every game on Scarlet is gonna be four K sixty. Every game or like every, every major like, game, every major okay. game. Okay, like, I was like, not sure like indie games. About, no, no, like no I was making sure you weren't talking about some sort of native upscaling feature that was inherent eh, in the device. No, I think I think that's what they were doing with the X to to test the waters to see what what can upscale and well, how it renders and everything. So now they have the full potential to do it on Scarlet. Interesting that you you point up the 4K. He even goes into uh, Spencer continue on explaining that a major focus for the current generation consoles were 4K visuals. Mm. So for the current consoles, 4K visuals were the big thing. Yeah. And bringing both movies and streaming to that level, along with the Xbox One X having ability for games run at 4K rates, was a huge importance. But playability is a large focus for them for Scarlet. So they're saying Xbox One X visuals it was all visuals now for them they got the visual side so they're going to yep. try to combine that with the, the, the frame rating actual playability and the yep. frame rates and how fast the game loads quote how fast do games load uh do i feel like i can get into the game as fast as possible and while it's playing <clears throat> how does it feel does this game both look and feel like no other game that i've seen that's our target spencer said yep crazy very exciting very exciting Th- that basically ends out the article i won't get in it gets kind of deep if you want of course head over to ign to finish out the article um I'm interested, Alex, because we're still in that weird process that no one wants to say what's in the system. So yeah. like, they're yeah, just they haven't waiting. they haven't said anything yet. Yeah, they're just kind of waiting and, and like holding like everything close to chest. Like, very interesting. Also, I, I think Xbox is the only one saying they're the strongest now. Never heard PlayStation say it. I don't think PlayStation yeah. necessarily cares, and they. I don't think they need to care that they're the strongest. Honestly, I don't think they sell that many more PlayStations. Just saying they're that much stronger. Yeah. I think Xbox needs to sell that because we don't have the as much games as they do. Of yeah. Course. Um. I mean, it's so far it's helping. Of course, of course, so, right? Of course. Uh, uh, this is over on Gizmodo. Nintendo is apparently giving new Switch owners a free upgrade to version two. This is by Andrew uh, Lazuski. Lazuski, yeah, yeah, but I think that's it. Is there anything worse than buying something only to see the company release a new and improved version just a few weeks later? Oh, I feel your pain. Nintendo feels your pain too. And if you purchase a Switch, the original version after July 17th, the company will let you swap it for the newer version as long as you pay for sh- return shipping. We've reached out to Nintendo for official confirmation by email, and the phone line appears to be getting overwhelmed by inquiries at the moment. <laughs> that's about it. I'm not going to read the whole article because, of course, it's that's that's it. That's all the information. Um, cool though. <clears throat> Nintendo yep. always known for doing the good the good stuff. Always known being cool. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Oh, this is over on Kotaku by Heather Alexandria. Star Wars Battlefront Two is bringing the series instant action solo mode back. I don't actually know what this is, so let's see. It's been relatively quiet on the Star Wars Battlefront Two 
Battlefront. See what she did there. The the controversial multiplayer game has rebounded from a microtransaction-filled 2017 launch with a stream of continuous updates that included some amazing Clone Wars battles. The latest roadmap revealed today shows some fresh love for single-player fans and adds dangerous clone commandos. Battlefront 2 started uh, uh, Threadbare. Yeah, Threadbare. Its uh, story mode was disjointed and couldn't be fixed with DLC epilogue. And unlocking hero character took way too much grinding. It's taken a lot of time and quiet effort to build the game up with silly game modes like Ewok hunting, didn't know that was a thing, mm-hmm. or massive forays into iconic battles like the Attack of the Clones Battle of Geonios. Most of these updates have focused on the game's multiplayer. If you're someone who likes to play solo, get it, Han Solo, uh, you are limited to some bare-bones arcade modes. Implementation of a solo Starfighter mode softened the blow, but there weren't many options for huge battles. That's going to change. The roadmap outlining the rest of the year outlines two new modes. There's online co-op and instant action, a mode that has been in earlier Battlefront games. Co-op allows a squad up to four players to complete a mission on Clone War era maps. It's a small-scale mode that's meant for groups of friends. Instant action, a mode allowing one player to participate in a massive control point-laden battles, is coming as well. Instant action drops players into matches entirely populated by AI companions and enemies, including... Computer-controlled hero characters, granting access to huge battles. The series is known for without needing to go online. Both modes launch in September. That's really cool. Yeah, they're still adding things to this game. Honestly, I'm surprised. I don't. When I think EA, I don't think keep adding stuff to the game after the game launch. I think of they're waiting for the next annualization of the yeah. title, so they just <clears> abandoned <throat> it. Good, glad to see it. I will actually jump into that. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. The instant action, and then we can try out uh, the co-op thing. Yeah, very exciting stuff. Uh, we talked about this Apex stuff, so I can close that and close that. Uh, Dragon Age 4 lead producer leaves Bioware. This is over on comicbook.com by Tyler Fischer. Uh, today, lead producer on Dragon Age 4, Fernando Milo, left Bioware, a company he has been at for the past 12 years. As you may know, this comes only two days after fellow lead producer Ben Irving left Bioware. However, unlike Milo, who was working on the new Dragon Age, Irving was the lead producer on Anthem. According to Milo, he's leaving on his own accord and presumably on good terms. As for why he's leaving, the producer doesn't uh, divulge too many details, but does note he's been looking to disconnect and some new creative ideas he wants to explore. News of the departure come way of Milo's own personal Twitter account and via following thread. They include the thread. That's about it. Sad to see him go. He's been there for 12 years and... I know my Dragon Age. 12 years, that's good years. Um, and we also, of course, lost the lead producer on Anthem. I mean, Anthem getting punches Ooh. left, right, center. <laughs> that was funny, Alex. Uh, but hopefully Dragon Age 4 is still holding up. I heard they had to trash everything they were working on. It's the same thing with the one that happened with uh, Halo 5. Yep, yep. They, uh, apparently they had to trash everything they were working on a little bit before this. Um, Damn. So they basically had to restart development, so that's why, why it's taking is a that? Like, longer. If someone leaves, like, why can't you just be like, hey, can we keep using your stuff? I don't know. Like, maybe why? IP rights or something like that. I don't think that specific Dragon Age 4 thing happened. Yeah. If I remember correctly, it was because of there was some online scuttlebutt, mm-hmm. and they wanted to keep it from being going like too online-y. Mm, so to I gotcha. uh, it's what I remember. It could be the complete opposite. I am actually blanking right now. I don't, I don't remember. Um, that is Anthem Lee producing. We just talked about that. Yeah, because if it was me, if I had a game or whatever, and I've been working there for so many years, and I had to, and I, if I was leaving, and they were gonna trash everything, I'd be like, no, I want you guys to finish it, and I want, I want to see what you guys do with it. Like, don't trash it. Just keep going. 
because I, I mean, like, fuck, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure Halo Five was much more worse than I feel this one is. This one just seems no, like yeah, a yeah. lead producer, and he's probably told them way before he was leaving, so they were able to slowly get so, uh, yeah. the writer. I'm pretty sure they had a falling out and something really bad happened. I'm pretty sure because I don't think they left on good terms at all, and he just kind of dipped out, and no, no one ever talked. And I think they revamped the whole story. They could not have, and that could have been the story the whole time, but. I don't get that feeling from those trailers or anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we right. only had that one teaser. We had the one teaser and then the the multiple fighting scenes from different perspectives. Remember there was the chief walking up to Locke laying on the ground and him talking to him. And then there was the opposite one where Locke's walking up to Chief laying oh, on the ground. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking you're thinking of Dragon Age. Oh, no. No, you're talking about Halo. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a sad one. GameStop lays off over 100 people, including nearly half Jesus. of Game Informer staff. This is Jason Schreier over on Kotaku. Shout out to Jason Schreier. Giving us the news we need to know. The struggling retail chain GameStop laid off over 100 employees today, both at its corporate headquarters in Grapevine, Texas, and at other offices, including a subsidiary uh, Game Informer magazine in Minnesota, where nearly half of the editorial staff lost their jobs in a surprise cut. Quote, as part of a previously announced GameStop reboot initiative to transform our business for the future and improve our financial performance, we can confirm a workforce reduction was implemented, impacting more than 120 corporate staff positions, representing approximately 14% of our total associate base at our company headquarters, as well as some of other offices. Uh, end quote. A GameStop spokesperson took Kotaku in a statement. While these changes are difficult, they were necessary to reduce costs and better align the organization with our efforts to optimize to the business to meet our future objectives and success factors. We recognize that this is a difficult day for our company and particularly for those associates impacted. We appreciate their dedication and service to GameStop and are committed to supporting them during this time of transition. This news comes to ways just a few weeks after GameStop laid off dozens of regional managers following a brutal year that saw the company try and then stop trying to sell itself. GameStop stock has plummeted over the uh, past few years as the retail continues to struggle to stay afloat in the world where digital distribution has gone to dominate gaming. The layoff spawn cited staff at Game Informer today. Seven of the popular me- magazine editors announced on Twitter this afternoon that they had been laid off, including one who said he was on vacation. <laughs> he was <laughs> not on vacation. Per Game Informer masthead the magazine has a 19 full-time editorial staff wow quote i am trying to get things right with my people end quote editor-in-chief andy mcmars wrote on twitter i love game informer it's people and its readers more than any corporation could i'll address all the issues when i can but for now i need to focus on my gi family do you think um sad to hear do you think game informer is gonna go the way like loot crate did is this just gonna go just away gonna, just gonna vanish yeah it's been around for a long time so Yes, I do think so. Um, sad to say, of course, because uh, they reduced to 19 full-time. Eh, that's uh, that's not too much to sniff at. That's a lot of people. Uh, I don't know. Everyone I, mean, I knew at Game Informer left was, I mean, was yeah. axed, I mean, which it's is been, unfortunate. It's, it's just it's been, that it's been out for a while. It's been uh, they, uh, Game Informer started August 1991. Wow, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, the first game of... Uh, Impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's... There's a picture on here. I can't. I don't think this is the original... No, this, this can't be the, uh, the very first one because that game is way newer than that. There was a picture and it shows um, Death from Darksiders. And I was mm. like, no, there's no way. No, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, no, but um, it was, yeah, it's been out for a while, so I'm just wondering if they're going to try to keep keep it or just get rid of it. 
I did see a statement that uh, GameStop did uh, point out that this was the last lay- large layoff, oh, um, okay. which is surprising, honestly, because I was expecting store closures, yeah. and then it was going to end. Mm-hmm. So surprising that they um, that they make this statement now, being, of course, they want to get this statement out. Hey, this is part of the initiative. This is part of GameStop Reboot. We need to kind of reinvent ourselves and kind of make a new company because we've been Mm -hmm. bloated for years. So we got to kind of fix all these things we should have fixed years ago. Um, And they're, you know, good good things that they're fixing themselves. Terrible that these people had to lose jobs. Of course, everyone I love that Game Informer is gone. I follow all of these people on Twitter and I found out from Twitter that they got laid off uh, morning of, of course. Uh, sad to see it. I made posts going out to everyone on my social medias. Uh, wish them all well. Go like that. Show them some love. Go to them. Like their stuff. Give them some love. Of course, they're feeling down. Uh, everyone there is very talented, so everyone's going to land on oh, the yeah. I'm very sure. I mean, I used to collect Game Informers, dude. Yes, I remember. Yeah. I, <laughs> I had so many that my shelf was bowing. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. There was a lot. Yep, and my <laughs> wife was like, get rid of those. I was like, And you're like, yeah, that's probably reasonable. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> I think the first one I had was Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, and I had all of them ever since from, like, and then I stopped maybe a couple years ago, but that was way too many. Alex, what's up? Stranger Things is coming to Dead by Daylight. This is over at IGN by Matt Kim. Dead by Daylight comes to Hawkins, Indiana, as Behavior Interactive announces its next horror collaboration will be with Netflix's Stranger Things. A new Demi-Gorgon killer will be added to the game, along with two survivors, Nancy Wheeler and Steve Harrington. Oh, I didn't know they were in there. Yeah. That's cool. Dead by Daylight is an asymmetrical multiplayer horror game where one player controls a killer and up to four players control survivors. The point of the game depends on which side of the struggle you're going to play. If you're a survivor, the point is to escape an enclosed area. If you're a killer, well, hopefully the goal is to self-explanatory. You have to kill everybody. Cool. I love Dead by Daylight because they keep adding these characters. Um, If I remember correctly, we're at Demigorgon, Freddy... Um, what's his name? There's Michael Michael Myers. Myers. Ghostface. Oh yeah, Ghostface from Scream. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. Yep. Yeah, like that's what um Dead by Daylight's on Game Pass, and I downloaded it because mm. it, it was on there. Right. And uh, I want to give it a shot just just to see what it is because I mean we played for, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and I mean I'm I'm assuming that it's was awesome. just a similar similar concept. Very similar, of course, different in like ways you can do stuff, but yeah, yeah similar. Yeah, because I'm looking at the trailer right now for the Dead by Daylight. It was pretty cool for the Stranger Things. Very weird report from Kotaku. Report, contractors have listened to inadvertently recorded audio from Xbox owners' homes. This is over by Cicely D'Anestio. Uh, again, over on Kotaku, Microsoft contractors working on Xbox have gained access to audio recordings of Xbox owners' home life, advice some motherboard report revealed today. According to the report, accidentally triggered Xbox voice commands would result in audio recordings stored by Microsoft, which contractors could hear. The report titled, quote, Microsoft contractors listen to Xbox owners in their homes, end quote, explains how Xbox captured audio from unassuming gamers. Xbox, plus another uh, word like on or help, triggers specific voice commands for the console, as do the words, hey, Cortana. While it was previously known (laughs) that the uh, Microsoft could record and access audio logs, it wasn't clear that accidental recordings were a problem. One current contractor told Motherboard that some accidental activations were people Quote, people telling Cortana no as they were obviously <laughs> in the middle of a game and doing yep. no more oh game Oh, my God. Chat. The <laughs> amount of times. Con- a former contractor added that lots of other voices heard in recordings were children's. Oh, my God. That's 
every Hilarious. every time we're playing Apex, I'm in the middle you of trying turn to. It off. Yeah, dude. Turn I'm off. like, oh my god, no. That's why you you hear me say no because I'm telling Cortana no. There was a there was an interesting article they put out uh, because I think they're taking away Cortana. I'm pretty sure or something like that. I Some, think, yeah. Yeah, and they basically pointed out that one percent of one percent of people use this. Fe- Sorry. I think it was 1% of people use the feature and 1% of that use it like regularly or something like that. Yeah. Insane. No one uses the feature and it only turns on when you accidentally do it. I had to turn mine off because it just kept popping on every time yeah. I was talking because it thought I would say, hey, Cortana. It has, yeah, it's, I would even Annoying. say that. Yeah. Annoying. And it's funny if uh, anyone's listening on an Xbox and we just said that their Xbox would chime on right now. Mm-hmm. Be like, It'd be like, yes. It's funny because what, can, even what if can I do for you today? Even if you try, it wouldn't work. Cause uh, my little brother was trying to turn his Xbox on the other day, and he was like, "Hey Xbox, turn on." It would not do anything. It's like nah. it's it's like no. It, it was literally in its in its in the Xbox's face, and I was like, "Hey Cortana, Xbox on," or "Hey Cortana," or just Xbox on. It's something and there's a connect on. on there, right? Yeah, there's a oh, connect. Okay, making yeah. sure you're not just talking to the Xbox, thinking it's gonna turn on. No, yeah, I'm fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would. It just wouldn't turn on. Right. So I just like bloop, just turned it on. Alex. Yes. You were saying earlier that you had bad luck with the Apex Legends loot boxes, right? You gotta remind me. Well, you you have some feelings that are quite similar to this gentleman. Fallout 76 player completes new raid, earns useless drill. This <laughs> is over by Ethan Gatch on Kotaku. It's not the same. Uh, almost anyone who's ever raided in a game before has a horror story about that time that worked really hard only to be rewarded with a piece of junk. At least one super unlucky Fallout 76 player recently joined <laughs> that ranks. Quote, we beat the final boss, opened up the loot chest at the end, wrote user Kalnath. On the game subreddit, his three teammates each got a three-star legendary item, the best in the game. Kalanth got a drill. <laughs> a simple n- drill. Worthless. Fuck you, Bethesda. He, he wrote that. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I feel like when we played Destiny 1, we did one of the raids, and I didn't get anything. And I was I was getting upset. No, you got something, and it just was trash, didn't you? I think it was trash, yeah. I mean, to yeah. me, that's not... <laughs> It was, like a, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like, I forget what rate it was, but it was like one of the ones where there's like three or four chests throughout the thing, and you gotta like, and you can open if you when you open them, you'll get something good, and you go to the continue of the next one. I think I can't oh, remember wait, if no, it's one or two. Oh, wait, that's both. I think. Yeah, that I can it, that can be either one. If, or two, I think but you're the, talking about one. I remember what you're talking about. I think it's the Taken King one. Yep. It okay. Is. It that's is. what I thought. Because uh, there was a there was a way where you can go and there is chest in each spot and yeah. you can open and you're like I'm not getting anything. I'm like I'm not either. Alex, relax. Because yeah. it wasn't like a guaranteed thing. It was just a chance of getting extra raid gear. I yeah. I just I was I was getting upset. Yeah, it was stupid. Because I even at the end I don't feel like I got anything either. I think I got one thing. Well, no, you got the exotic, didn't you? I remember like like you got something really good at the end that I didn't get. Or did you get the ship? I, think, like, I I know I got the ship once and I was pissed because you can actually end up getting a ship. I think that's what it was. Fucking, I yep. hate what I don't. I'm not gonna get in that. <laughs> I'm just gonna get upset. I'm just gonna yeah, get upset. Right. I'm just gonna get upset. We should have an episode just about how much we hate random loops in loot boxes. Patreon exclusive. <laughs> right. It writes itself, Alex. I tell you, Mortal Kombat 11's got a new combat pack. Um, we're. I'm just. I'm just gonna tell you guys this. I'm not reading any article. I just have the image from Mortal Kombat's Twitter. Uh, Shang Soon and Nightwolf are out now, and these were all shown off in a really cool teaser trailer, um, showing off everyone slowly walking out of the shadows. Each uh, person in the combat pack. 
Um, and uh, we're going to start from the first going to the latest. Uh, Terminator T-800, yeah. October 8th. Sindel, November 24th. Joker, January 28th. Spawn, March 17th. That will be the first combat pack. I'm sure they'll have a second one, but that is the very first combat pack coming to Mortal Kombat 11. Of course, if you bought the combat pack, you will get access to these as they come out. Um, very exciting stuff. I'm definitely buying this now. Yeah. We don't even own the game, though. Oh, God. No, yeah, we, we don't even own the game, game yeah. so we'd have to buy the game and this combat yep. pack. Wait for a sale. Wait my, for a sale. My, 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 the fa- my most favorite character that I'm waiting for, man. T-800 or Spawn? What is up with everything in Terminator? Hey, hey, this Gears they 5. They got an unlimited budget apparently because they're in the Gears 5, they're in this, and then it's what's good. the other game that is in Ubisoft, wasn't it? Ubisoft game? I don't remember. Ghost what Recon? Uh, what's in Watch Dogs? Oh God, I have to look it up. Look it up. Look it yeah, up. there was like two we games. Got time. We got time. Okay. It's, it, it, we're so early in the podcast. How you guys doing, ladies and gentlemen? If you guys don't remember, this is the Easy Achievers Gaming Podcast. I don't pimp it, uh, pimp us out enough. I apologize. Uh, we are over at any podcast service and YouTube service. We go live every Friday. If you want all of our stuff early, don't worry. We want you to have it early. You just go over to patreon.com slash easyachievers only for $5. I'm telling you, $5 will get you everything early. Promise you. Five dollars, everything early. If you're not interested in anything early, please just give us a dollar. That helps us out so much. That shows us we're getting interest in the podcast. That will get us in the algorithm showing that Patreon, we're going to be a, a, a good help on Patreon. That will be great. Only a dollar. That will get you the exclusives every month, and that will show us some love. You want to give us uh, any feedback on our episodes, anything like that, hit us up on Twitter. If you want immediate feedback, of course, uh, patreon.com for a dollar. You can post on our page. That's much faster. That was fantastic. Thank you so much. And uh, yes, you were correct. It was Ghost Recon. Oh, I was. Yes, you Shock. were. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You I know what? That. I'm, I'm, this game looks good. Ghost Recon, really? It, it it's when it wa- looks okay good when, in a weird way. When you know Wildlands when Wildlands came out, I was like, oh, that looks cool. Right. Eh, not biting. Right. This one, I think I want to bite. You gonna bite, Alex? Maybe. What are you gonna bite? What are you gonna buy it? I'm gonna I'm gonna nibble on it a little bit. <laughs> well, let's talk about some Gamescoms, Alex. Alex, did you watch the Gamescom Stadia? No, but I will Alex, tonight. Don't worry because you're <laughs> gonna get the full scoop. This is the Gamescom roundup. Uh, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Gamescom Stadia. We're gonna from the top, and then we're just gonna talk about stuff that's coming to Gamescom Stadia. If you didn't watch this, trust me, you missed nothing. It's like they saw Nintendo Directs and were like, "We love Nintendo Directs. Let's God. do that, but let's not actually announce anything new." Uh, we're starting from the top: Cyberpunk 2077, Borderlands 3, Watch Dogs Legion, Super Hot, Dark Siders Genesis, Orcs Must Die 3, Destroy what? All Humans, Mortal Kombat 11, Windjammers 2, Attack on Titan 2, Final Mission, Ken. You might be asking yourself, Elijah, that wasn't really a roundup. You just told me all the games. That's exactly what they did. They showed us trailers and gave us exactly no dates on when any of this is coming out. So it's pretty clear that the developers probably don't know when this is coming out either. Huh. Cyberpunk was available soon. Borderlands, available soon. Watch Dogs, available. They all said very obscure. Like, were they, no They dates. didn't say... Firm date, nothing. I don't think we're getting any of these launch day. And if we do, I can see Cyberpunk, maybe. 
Well, they said um, Stadia is supposed to be releasing in November, right? Uh, the Founders Pack, yes. Yeah. But that's it, though, right? Uh, yeah. I will do that. Well, I mean, of course, you'll get Destiny. Whatever. And it's still unclear if you can buy that after the Founders Pack. I'm pretty sure the Founders Pack, you buy the Founders Pack, and that's the only way to get Stadia. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's the only way because you buy the Finders Pack, and there's no way to other than buy Stadia until the base launches with the paid subscription. Pretty sure. Because you technically get like three months of early access. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get a lot with it. You do get a lot. For 150 you, you get the controller and a Chromecast by themselves. That's pretty good. You also get three months of the service, and you get Destiny 2 fully. Um, Alex, and you get a, a buddy pass. So, yes. like, for instance, we can play that, and we can play it together. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, try friends go... I think, yeah, from what I'm, a uh, bunch of, there's no actual, like, it's not really clear, but from yeah. a lot of people are. I think that's the best way to sum up the entire yeah. Stadia conversation. It's not clear. Yeah. Because <laughs> literally, nothing, nobody's saying yes or no. Some people are just saying, so, like, that's really the only, um, that they think that's the only way because they haven't specified. It's, if you buy the Founders Pack or a Founders thing, whatever, you'll, uh, you can play Stadia. If you don't buy it, they haven't clarified if you can have it or not. I assume you can't. I and figured, I, yeah. I look, it, bro, it looks like Google just, let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love their phones, man, but. I love their phones, but, but anything like, else. This is, and, their, and their Google Docs. Yeah. We use that. Yep. <laughs> oh, weird thing. Um, they have this, they have, my wife found out today. There's this thing called Google Voice. It, comp- it gives you a whole complete different phone number. Like, somebody was calling me today. What? And I was like, whose phone number is this? I, I answered, and I was like, hello? It was my wife. She was like, hey, can you hear me? I was like, yeah? Is that you? She's like, yeah, I'm calling you from the app Google Voice. It's like a whole different phone number. So it gives you a whole new phone number. So, like, let's say you're trying to... For free? or Yeah, yeah, it's just an app. So I'm, assu- I'm assuming... This sounds like something that, like, you know how Facebook, like... Oh, this is all free. That's really cool. And yeah. in reality, they're just selling your information to literally everybody who well, will take it. I don't know because I'm gonna look into it. I wonder uh, if Google is doing well, some because, shenanigans. Well, because my teacher, uh, my wife's a teacher, and she doesn't want to, you know, if she calls parents or whatever, she doesn't want to give her phone, her like actual phone number or things like that. Why not? I don't know. Well, I don't know if that's what she said. But <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know, she doesn't. Want I would want to give my phone number. To she anyone. doesn't want her information out there. I know, of course. So one of her. What's her phone number again? <laughs> Eight six seven five three one nine. Eight six seven five three one nine. But uh, one of her coworkers was like, "Hey, try this out," and she tried it. It worked. I was like, "All right, Google doing your stuff." They have that Google Duo, which is like FaceTime, but like for Android. They have a lot of stuff. I don't know. What is happening right now? I don't know. We're talking about Google. I anyway, just blacked out for fifty seconds. <laughs> um, Gamescom over on Xbox announced a couple things, and by a couple, I mean a couple. Metro Exodus DLC announced two uh, two colonies out, out today. Um, out today, of course, as of that was coming out. Um, it's the new DLC. If you bought the expansion pass, you can play it, of course. Uh, if you're into Metro Exodus, uh, go grab that. Shows off Destiny Shadowkeep adds finishers and mods for finishers. So, cool thing about this, Shadowkeep comes out soon, November, uh, October, and you will get access to finishers. And what that means is... Um, you mean September. 
It got delayed, remember? Did it? Yeah. I was just looking at it last night. That it says September. No, no, no. It's October. Because usually it comes out in September. Destiny always comes out in September, I believe. And, uh, ooh, he gave me the dirty eyes, ladies and gentlemen. He's just, like, you're full of it. <laughs> just, just keep reading. I'll, Shows I'll off Destiny as finishers and monster finishers. So the finisher basically is you get something weak, you walk up to it, and you do a, a melee attack. And if you hold it down, you, like, decimate this thing. Like, if it's, like, a little thing, you just beat the crap out of it. Or if it's a big one, you I'm sure you do something to it. It looks really cool. And there's a mechanical use to it. So, for instance, if you have a mod that, uh, there's certain mods that, like, when you apply a finisher to a, a downed thing, you can get a heavy ammo break for everyone. But you have to use half of your super for that to uh, be utilized. Things like that. Very cool. Very exciting. I'm always happy for when Destiny revamps up. Me and Alex actually have been playing Destiny hmm. uh, to kind of do the little Solstice of Heroes thing that they're doing hmm. uh, right now. Alex? I, uh, I, t- I take back Alex, that. what was that? I, I take I'm back sorry. look. October first. It was it was changed today. Oh, changed today. Is that right, Alex? Maybe not today. That but was I noticed it weeks today. ago. <laughs> no, because I saw, if I when, didn't see it, when, it's new to me. Well, the other day when we started playing Destiny again, it said September third. I I believe. No. I, I, no. Well, I'm blind. Crossplay so. for PUBG between PS4 and Xbox. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I don't really care, but that's cool for the people who play PUBG still. People still play that. No, I, Not yeah. surprisingly, because that sounds mean. <laughs> but oh, yeah. people still play PUBG, like Twitch streamers and stuff. I like. I still pe- say, like, oh, I love PUBG. I keep playing it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Okay. I just feel like if I can... Remember when I was lying to myself? Mm, yeah. When I was playing PUBG? Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I wasn't doing any podcasting or really Twitter this, or anything this like man, that. This man. I, <laughs> I was over here playing Fortnite. And I was like, hey, man, you should try Fortnite. He's like, no, nah, man, it's all about that PUBG. It, it, I was, it was like, really? That, sh- that, that crap sucks. And I was no like, what are you to talking? anyone out there, but I was like, mm Well, nope. at the time, it was really janky. It was really janky because it was still on, what, game preview or if it was even on that? It was. It was still preview. And it was just, it was, it was like, no, nah, man, don't, just go to Fortnite. It actually looks better. So. He's like, no, man, no. I said, then I said, Alex, Fortnite's bad. I tried, I tried it once. I didn't like it. I tried to like one Well, that's because you didn't try it with a friend. And, <laughs> and what is it? <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. I have no idea what you're doing, but it's okay. It's a song. I'm finding it now. Anyways, <laughs> I, I went to play the Fortnites, the and Fortnites. I played like two matches. I was like, whatever. This is yep. whatever. And then I went back, played it, and I was like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll play I with you. Was, you offered to play. It's like, yep. bullshit. You didn't like it. Come play with me. I was like, okay. Whatever. Yeah, I was like, just hey, let's I play a couple on, matches. I play matches. And I'm like, this is really fun. I'm liking it. And then I go back to PUBG the next day. I was like, oh my god, what is happening? I've, I've, it's weird. I, like I was like, felt, what did I say? I felt the frames drop because like that thing had to be running like. 20 I think frames in your head dropped as you started. It was insane, dude. Uh, if I can, if I can, I mean, yes, playing games on phones is of course easy and it's horrible at the same time. If you can play, if you if I can get a win on my very first match of PUBG on a phone, is this really happening? Uh, all right, copyright, copyright to whoever <laughs> owns that. Thank you for being a friend. But um, I just feel like if I can get a win and 15 kills on the very first match of me ever playing this game on a and I mean, oh, I to mean, be fair, it was on your phone. Yes, yeah, so it was. I mean, but still, you were fighting potatoes. Even then, I just feel like I'm like, eh, 
It's not fun. It's fine. It's just I'd not be fun. curious to go back to it. I probably never will. Like, I'd rather play Blackout on Call of Duty. Like, I if you're going to play PUBG. You tried it. It's it's way better. It's it's pretty much what PUBG should have been. To be fair though, like have you played PUBG soon? Like like or late lately? Yeah. 3 months ago, I tried one match and I'm like, "Eh." No. Okay. Just curious. Still no. I still go to Black Ops any day. Shows off horde mode with new abilities of Gears 5. Mm. Dude, Gears 5. It's almost there. So close. It's almost there. We'll be doing a special episode, uh, a special review episode and a special on the regular podcast, of course, but that'll be our Patreon exclusive. Will be a full deep dive review of the game plus online features and everything. Uh, so get excited and please clap. Opening night live. Hashtag bring Dom. Dom was it that Dom? Dom? Yeah. Guy who hashtag bring Dom back. Sorry for spoilers. I guess for for the oh, whole game, wow. dude blows himself up. Fucking gears. 30. So I didn't write anything down for. What is it called? Gamescom opening night live because I was honestly chilling. Yeah. So I'm just going to read from Kotaku. Um, this is basically everything. Uh, Erica, an interactive thriller. A live-action PlayStation 4 game announced in 2017 for PlayLink, the system where multiple players use their phones to control a game, will be available today for $10. It's no longer a PlayLink game, but can be controlled by either a standard controller or a custom Erica mobile app. Cool. Hmm. That seems really cool. Um, did you see any trailer for it? I haven't. I haven't. I literally haven't seen nothing of games. Okay, so it's basically a TV show. Uh-huh. That you play through. So think of it until dawn, but That's it's cool. real people, exact oh. people, and you choose what you want to do. Well, because I've seen the play link games, like some of them look scary too. Yeah, yeah. I need to go back to until dawn. I have never finished it. Call of Duty Modern Warfare will have an open alpha this weekend on PlayStation 4 featuring the game's 2v2 mode. It starts Friday, August 23rd. It's free for everybody, apparently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Apparently, that's what they said. It's free to PlayStation Plus members. Mm -hmm. Kerbal Space Program 2 is coming 2020 and PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Humankind, which looked really cool, by Sega and Endless Space developer Appletude Studios is a simulation game in which you control the development of human history. It's coming in 2020. It looks like Civ. It straight up looks like a knockoff of Civ. I'm I'm down. What was it called again? Humankind. Oh, for some reason, my mind thought when you say humankind, my mind went to Ancestors, which is that though that one evolution game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that one looks kind of cool. That's out apparently. Yeah. Didn't hear anything about it. Yeah. Sucks. Little Nightmares 2 was announced coming 2020 to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Oh, wow. This is from the great people at Tarsi Studios and Bandai Namco. The classic helicopter warfare series Comanche, last seen in 2001, is coming back from THQ Nordic. Shout out to THQ Nordic. Bring back anything. Anything. Yeah, dude, I'm anything. telling you. Team-based bringing... online game. It will go into alpha and beta testing this year and early access in early 2020. Apologies for cutting you off. No, what you're good. They, they just, I mean, what was it? How many IPs? Over 200 IPs? Uh, yes. They're just bringing everything back. Good for them. Good yeah. for them. No, no one stop them. No, God, no. <laughs> you can now download a mobile companion app called Need for Speed Heat Studio. Yes. Starting today to start customizing your cars for electronics, our upcoming racing game. Essentially, it's a companion app that you download and you can make paint customs for cars yes. that are going to be in the game. So literally, it's a bunch of cars that are going to be in the game. And every week, there's going to be a, a new cars. I don't know if it's. I don't know if they meant on here or um in the game but like on here uh, you can pretty much customize the car your your thing all, all the way around and then you can upload it to the game when the game comes out yep yeah it looks so, awesome yeah i love the, i love when games do kind of weird stuff like that the, this game looks like i was saying earlier yes it's like a mix between hot pursuit and underground and the reason i like about this one more the customization is a lot better 
Because mm-hmm. uh, yep. you like you know. So how, it looks like you can straight up underground any car yeah. you want. So even it's because it, usually you can change all the things out, like tweak everything. But like you, you can never really change or make what the exhaust sounds like. Like that you know was how cool. that you could that do now, cool. so you can yeah, make it throaty. sound more grungy. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Like I was, you, I've had a car the other day. I was passing by. I could not hear myself think. That thing was so loud, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, at least you could do that in the game." <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Magic: The Gathering Arena will be coming semi-exclusively to an Epic Game Store this winter. It'll still be available for direct download from winners of the coast, but Epic will be the only third-party store it will appear on. Iron Harvest will be released September first, twenty twenty. The Witcher Three Wild Hunt for Nintendo Switch got a release date October fifteenth, twenty nineteen. You gonna get it? Hideo Kojima closed the show to show off new characters for his soon-to-be-released Death Stranding, including a character named Mama, who, Mama. look, I'm not even going to try to summarize Just what's going on in this game story. That's funny. They also showed off a urinate year, a year mechanic. So I made Alex watch the trailer before this, and I want to talk about this. Uh, Alex, Death Stranding? Why, why is there a ping feature, do you think? Why is there a what feature? A ping feature. Why in Death Stranding do I pee? Because as they as they said for the last like two years, we're all connected. So I think it's gonna be. Oh, magical. that's oh, thank you, Alex. That makes everything make sense now. I appreciate that. So there's an even crazier one if you want to watch. Call, uh, it's just the it's the other Gamescom trailer. That's mm-hmm. not gameplay. Um, and th- that's what they're talking about. The character is Mama. She has a ghost baby attached to her. <laughs> Dude, it's Kojima, what are you I doing? Wanna, but I want to play it. I'm not, a, you know, I don't do drugs a lot, Alex. <laughs> but I want to smoke a blunt with Hideo Kojima and just talk to him. Just, I don't, I, I, just, talk I, I just to him, see man. What, what deranged, crazy things comes What's into his head. What's going on man. in your mind? He's like, he's like the Tim Burton of video games. That's an astute comparison, Alex. I agree with that. Yeah. Weirdo. That's what that means. Weirdo. <laughs> I love you, Hideo. I mean nothing by this. You're right? <laughs> hey, man. All the monies. Gamescom was fun. I enjoyed watching what I watched. Um, you need to go in there with tempered expectation. This is by no means an E3 or yeah. anything like that. But overall, I had a good time. I was chilling. I, I, I had the day off, so I'm, I'm a, I was relaxed. I yeah. was uh, watching kind of funny and uh, yeah. uh, watching through their streams, having a good time with my uh, wife, of course, too. Yeah. Like I said, I'm probably gonna watch it later tonight. It's either that or I'm gonna watch Batman Hush. Ooh. Because I w- finished one thing. Don't watch Gamescom, just watch one. Yeah. So I'm gonna watch something else. I've been in that binging mood, so I'm just trying to watch everything I can. Just because I mean, I'm just every once in a while I'll play I'll play Apex when you're on and stuff like that. But I haven't. I don't have a good like story game like I can just dive into like right before Red Dead. Right. So I'm just like, nah. I'm I'll playing just, Destiny 2 when I get home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm grinding for the Solstice Armor. I'm almost done. Oh, that I need to do that, too. Yeah, you just uh, reminded me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get that finished. And I want to start chipping away at some exotic stuff I got going. Yeah. There's some exotics I want to go do and, and, like, slowly, like, chip away at all that stuff I have to do. Yeah, it's the thing about that game, though. <laughs> it's just... Oh, yeah. It's, it's so never-ending. And we also have the cross-save thing to do. I'm going to do that. That, that I'm going to do. Once, uh, yeah, I'm gonna once do I get that. off. I'm going to do that. Let me actually... Cross-save. I'm going I'm to look that up real quick. Cross-save Destiny 2. There we go. Alex, what you doing right now? Uh, trying, actually, to do that Need for Speed Heat Studio thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I meant to do it the other you night would. when I saw it, and I forgot about it, but I'm trying to connect my EA account to my to, to it mm-hmm. so I can just upload all my stuff. And I'm sure that's very easy to do. 
Oh yeah, linking uh, linking accounts to uh, getting emails or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're uh, instant. It's incredibly easy. Guys, thank you for listening so much. Uh, if you forgot, just in case, this is the Easy Achievers Gaming Podcast, where we break down the previous weeks in gaming. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making it so long into this podcast. We know it's long. It's an hour, and but we've had a good time while we're doing it. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash easyachievers. Alex is eating a peanut. Go over to Easy Achievers. Uh, sorry, he's, he's eating a peanut in front of me, and I just can only concentrate so much. Patreon.com slash Easy Achievers. Give us a dollar. That helps us out so, 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 so much. $5 for early episodes. $10. We or Sorry, $20. We read your name on the podcast. Check out our side on the socials at EVM9000, at Crave Flip Skater for Mr. Alex over here. If you want to hear him uh, eat peanuts live on social media, please hit him up, Crazy Flip Skater. You can see him eat slowly, crunch on peanuts all day. You can tell he he's makes trying AS- so hard to keep this in check. He can ASMR peanut videos. All you have to do is request him. Hit him up on Twitter. Ask, we demand ASMR peanut video. <laughs> we are at Easy Achievers everywhere else. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we get we try to give weekly updates, daily updates. Give us questions on the podcast. If you have any questions, of course, Destiny 2 is the fastest way to get us uh, to give us questions. But Twitter will work as well. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any grievances with us, Twitter, of course, give us a heads up. And again, can't stress this enough. Please like us everywhere. YouTube, uh, give us shout outs on Twitter. Uh, recommend to one friend. Just recommend to a friend. Anyone. Say, hey, you should. <laughs> you can even go to a str- You can go to a stranger down the road and be like, hey, dude, you heard of them? He'd be like, no, who the hell are you? <laughs> just just, t- just tell him our name. Who are he'll, you? He'll look us up. And then give him the name and then run and then go. <laughs> Just yeah, just a just f- just, just, just Zoyberg out of there. Yeah, <laughs> just to really mess with this guy. We're, we're really trying to mess with this guy. It's gonna be hilarious. Yep. All right. Thank you guys so much. You guys have, have a, good a good one. one.